babies. In your current condition, mm-hmm. what was it like getting through those pipes? Oh, I had to lather myself up in some bacon grease. Two pounds so you'd worth. Say you had to clean. You had to clean some pipes. Hmm. Tuesday Irene's. Well, thanks for committing, Ray. Uh, for anyone listening, not paying attention on the YouTube, uh, Ray is in his work outfit, uh, mm-hmm. full on Mario costume. He is a plumber, and that's what he does for work. Mm-hmm. He saves Princess Peach mm-hmm. and shovels shit. So, mm-hmm. thank you uh, for making the time for us today, Raymond. You're welcome. What do you say we start the show? The uh, some of sports show, latest and greatest on uh, New England sports. Let's get to some uh, opening takes. Allow me to begin, if I can. I'm going to start with uh, baseball. Baseball is right around the corner as being the only sport running for uh, for a bit. The dog days of summer will be here before you know it. It's already March. Uh, did you guys get snow today up there in the Great North? We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, it was a beautiful 60-degree day here in the Mid-Atlantic. Spring is on the way. Baseball is coming, and what's already here is the pitch clock. And the pitch clock may save this sport. For all of you non-believers, Bobby, baseball may be back with the pitch clock, although there are some, more than you would think, the pitch clock cucks, if you would, that don't like it. The baseball purists, the fucking morons. Uh, that are out there talking about uh, this not being good for the game and hard for the batters, blah, 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 blah. Today, we have a special guest, the uh, captain of the Pitch Clock Cuck Club, Mr. Pitch Clock Cuck himself, to join us to talk about the other side of things. But I'm here to tell you, Pitch Clock is here to stay because it's saving baseball, and uh, and that's all I care about. You're here. Oh, you would like me to go? Clock. Mario. Uh, thank you. Uh, mine is off the cups today because uh, we did not have a 60-degree weather day. We were about to get blasted with 12 feet, uh, 12 inches of snow tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday night at Arenes, I know. But mm-hmm. the fucking private plow guys are fucking driving me up the goddamn wall. Not the city, not the state, the private you- guys. No, 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 no. Let me go. Because these motherfuckers think they rule the goddamn world because you know why? They, they just fucking go into driveways. They back up. They don't fucking care. They just do whatever the fuck they want. They think they own the roads because they have a fucking F-150 and a fucking plow on it. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? You don't. I fucking slid all the way and almost hit one of them because they thought they had the right of way because they're plowing a fucking driveway. Well, no, no. I say you guys are fucking cunts and you have little dick syndrome and I fucking hate you. I was just going to ask you to come off the mic a little bit because we couldn't no, I'm angry. a lot of what you said. Yeah, yeah I want to also angry. pile in on these plow guys. There's been one snowstorm all year in Connecticut, and they came out in full force two days ago because there was three inches of snow, acting like it was a fucking foot to make their whole nut in one plow. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, uh, you know, the uh, the climate change, global warming is really affecting these people in their, in their uh, livelihood or hobbies or whatever you might call it. Um, we don't get any Huge snow madness. down here, but the amount of salt that they put on the roads for anticipated snow is pretty wild. Pretty wild. I don't. I don't have the animosity towards them as uh, Mario here, but I get it. I get it, Ray. Bobby, do you have a uh, an actual opening take, or do you just want to continue to pile on and vent on these uh, these plow cucks? I both, honestly. Um, <laughs> I do. I do have an opening take. Uh, being at March, it's now uh, mock draft season. It's 
It's now NFL draft season getting in. Oh, and I thought he was going with the Food Network thing again. <laughs> no, no, we'll get there. Don't worry. It's out back here. Uh, yeah. And so now we're, we're getting bombarded with all these different mock drafts, these all these scenarios, your prototypical Patriots. And it, it, it is all nonsense. I love to go through it. It, it. it is fun. But the one thing I could do without is every white slot receiver that ever played football getting attached to the mm-hmm. Patriots. Now I'm supposed to get excited Racist. because they're I mean, working out Slade Bolden, who is hasn't been in the NFL for three years, and all of a sudden now he's the savior. Stop it! Find something better to write about. Slade like, Bolden, you know I mean? no, like those fucking guys. Yeah, like the fucking plow guys. Fuck them. Yeah, we don't need a pile of white receivers as much as these plow guys need a pile of white snow. You know what I'm saying? Racist. All racist. Uh, well, uh, maybe we'll get into that. What would I? What we do need to get into, which didn't make the opening take, was Don Sweeney is absolutely on fire. It was a day for the Bruins. So, Bobby, take a nap. We're going to talk some hockey to start the show. Then we'll get into our top five, the concerns for the Celtics, the top five concerns for the Celtics. Uh, one of them may surprise you. Uh, again, like I mentioned, Probably special not. guests, the uh, pitch clock cuck is going to join us uh, later on in the program to discuss the other side of what is the best thing to happen to baseball in uh, maybe 25 years. Uh, rumor has it the best, the juiciest rumors in this, in the sports spectrum, uh, new rumor segment. Has it. Rumor that's, has what, it. Has it. that's what it has to be. Rumor that has, has it. it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it's already in my head. We're going to get sued by somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll do that segment. Brand new segment, new shit, new shit. Put that up there. And then of course, simplest minds of the week. Uh, the post never, never. <laughs> Never doesn't deliver. Whenever Bobby feels like looking at the post once Which in is a while, every day. No, it's every day. It's every a, day. We get a hell of a story or two for Simplest Minds of the Week, so we'll get into that. Uh, welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show. Friday, Rewind, February, nope, March 3rd. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom Welcome Rick to the show. And I am very sorry to do this, gentlemen. If you would oblige me, I'm here alone, and I do have just one crying child, and I just need to plug her up with a binky. I will be back in T-minus three and a half minutes. Take your time. We're going to talk? What do you want me to do, Rich? Wait a second, and I'll be right back, and we'll keep going with the show. Oh. I like how he felt like we needed to see the top of his mouth to get that message. Well, I'm a visualizer. I need to see things. So if he was just if he was just talking now, I like I'd be like, I I don't see anything. So I don't think he's important. So I just was like, yeah. Speaking of stupid. Hey, Rich. Thank you. How did it go? Let's see. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. If you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, I did get a haircut today. Thanks for noticing, Ray. Um, if you are listening mm-hmm. uh, on uh, iTunes, we are the uh, self-proclaimed number one New England sports show on iTunes and the actual number one New England sports show on iHeartRadio. So kudos to us and the Mario crowd. Uh, wherever you're listening, um, wherever you're watching, tell your friends, tell your mothers, rate, subscribe, review. 
Uh, and tell them about W Energy. Go to W.GG. That's W.GG for the, uh, the the latest, best energy drink on the market today. And type in Simple Minds. Type in promo code Simple Minds for 15% off all your orders at W.GG. Mario, let's do some. That's uh, it's three flights, three flights up, three flights down. Humble brag. Actually, four. I'm winded. Give me a second. That makes sense. Yeah. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take it. Uh, let's do a little hockey. Don Sweeney. God damn. What a morning. What a, uh, what an absolute fury of a morning. So we, uh, we wake up to the, uh, trade the Bruins trading for, um, well, you, you had texted us, right? You were ahead of the curve here. You were, uh, Billy bombs on this one. Thank you. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi coming over from Bill's Red Wings, mm. uh, very early, very early on. You had sent the text message and we were waiting and not soon after that, uh, we got the confirmed trade going down at first. Can I stop pick. you real quick? Can I stop yes, you real boy. quick? I enjoy when Bill is wrong. And like he was like, no, he's going to the Leafs. You you don't know what you're talking about, and you're talking out your ass. You could just feel the vibes coming off the text exchange that he was just trying to make me look like an idiot. Hmm. Who is right now, motherfucker? This is a very rare response for anything that goes on because in that text exchange, all Bill said was, "I heard he might be the Leafs were interested," <laughs> and Ray so so insecure and hates Bill so much. That's what came out. Hate Bill. I love Bill. Well, in your own way. Either he's way, little, Billy Billy Bombs sometimes. Billy Bombs didn't have it. You had it, Mario. So good for you. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi coming over a first round pick for 2024 and a fourth round pick. Uh, they ate 50 percent of the salary to make it work. The Bruins still needed to make some roster maneuvers, which we'll get to. Uh, Taylor Hall and Felino now going to the uh, long term injured list, um, which was the only bad news of the day. Because right after that, right after the Bertuzzi news, we got a David Pasternak extension uh, breaking news. Eight years, ninety million under market value. There were talks of him getting thirteen at some point. Uh, obviously, one of the you know, if, in a world where Connor McDavid doesn't exist, David Pasternak is potentially running away with the MVP, the Consumite this year, if not for his own goalie who was starting to make a run in Linus Allmark. So, um, guys on pace for sixty goals, David Pasternak is, which would be the first time since Phil Esposito, the only time since Phil Esposito for the Bruins. He did it four times. This would be uh, David Pasternak's first, of course. Um, something like the twenty fourth guy to do it in league history. Uh, so yeah, he he earned himself a fucking payday, and he got it. He's getting eleven point two five per. Um, but again, the reports were he could get upwards of twelve five, even thirteen. Um, so uh, a good deal for the Bruins, keeping Pasternak in tow. You're. Um, just your opening impressions of the morning for the Bruins, which should should cap off their trade deadline after the Orloff and Hathaway deal that they had with the Capitals. Um, they came out this morning and said they're done. We'll see, but it says they said they're done. He said he was done the other day too, but right here we are this morning getting the Tyler Bertuzzi. Chess first but... checkers, bitches. It's Don Sweeney's world. He was living in it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, obviously you got a, a long term injury for Taylor Hall. No, they're saying the surgeries, but he's getting a second opinion. But I mean. He just filled that hole with Tyler Bertuzzi. If he can stay healthy, that's a legit second line player that you can put up there and score goals. So, can I just interlude? Absolutely. I fill your mother's hole with my Bertuzzi. Bam. Oh my. That was like the do yet. Now you got to do the Dwayne Wade. I'm going to do the Dwayne Wade to LeBron for the fucking yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, that's a great move. I mean, you're you're shoring up. I mean, when Taylor Hall comes back, we're going to play the Lightning role in the playoffs because he's going to be miraculously healed and come back in the playoffs. And we're going to go win the cup now. And I don't care if we're in cap jail for the rest of the time now, or we can't sure up anything. If you get a fucking banner and you can hoist that cup, 
I'm happy for it because it's win now, baby. Yeah, I mean, the cap situation or the contract situation is a conversation to be had. I think that Orloff and Bertuzzi are now guys that you should sign. And uh, I confirmed it with sources today via our text message exchange uh, that they do have room to do it. They're working with 20, 25 million in cap space next year. Pasternak takes up half of that. Um, you can sign two veterans with with 10 or 12 million dollars and Orloff and Bertuzzi should be those guys. You took you you spent first round picks on them. The Bruins, the Bruins are going to go four years in a row without a first round pick. Three of those yeah. four years, they won't have a second round pick. They're going full L.A. Rams and. um I'm there's, for it. There's, I'm for it too. Look, you have to. We said it at the beginning of the year. But if you think about it right, the beginning of the year, you started with Marshan, McAvoy, and Grizzlick, all expected to miss time until like January. Till now? Yeah. Till February, they were supposed to be on the <laughs> yeah. yeah. They all came back a month or two early. You started off with, you didn't lose for the first two weeks of the fucking season. You basically haven't since. They have eight losses. <laughs> eight. Single digit eight. They're still on pace to have the most wins, most points in uh, NHL history. And while everybody around them was making moves, Patrick Kane going there, the Leafs going and getting two big defensemen, um, everybody in the East competing with the Islanders going out there and getting Horvat. Everybody around you was making moves to catch up with you. They didn't stand pat, which is kind of their. I was a, a, I mentioned a couple shows ago that I was afraid that Sweeney was going to kind of pull the Marcus Johansson move and just just do enough to get a little bit better, but fall short. No, no, they, they pulled the trigger and they went in and did basically what they had to do with what they could do. Cause cap restrictions are a thing in the NHL and they didn't have a lot of maneuvering to happen. I think that's why they didn't get uh Chitrin. Um, they couldn't get enough people to eat enough money to bring him on. Um, but even so Orloff's been a stud since he walked on the last couple games. And um, now we'll see what Bertuzzi can do with, with Hall leaving the lineup. Well, Bertuzzi was only making $695,000 this year. So 50% of that deal. So you could tell that the Bruins. Oh, I thought he was at like four. Mm-mm. Uh, I would double check. Keep that. talking, keep talking. You know, I would double check. check that. I think they got him down to like 2.3. They had to have him pay half of $700,000. That's it. That is. I tight. think they did. Their <laughs> cap space is 39 grand. Their cap space is what yeah. poor is in America. So, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was looking at. Then. That's why they had to drop Hall. They had to, they had to get under the, uh, the cap with, you know, the couple of moves that moves that they made. And the injury is just kind of coincided with that. I was wrong. Mario was wrong. Sorry. You think that the Bertuzzi move or something like it was in the hopper before those injuries, or do you think that they went out because Hall went down and then Felina went down in back-to-back games? Do you think they just went, you know, we're not going to risk it. Like we need a left wing now. Bertuzzi's on the on the block. Let's just go get him. Yep, I think that's what happened because you now. Think, he's so if you Taylor think they, if they didn't get injured, they wouldn't have made that move. Yeah, because I don't think they would be able to afford it because now that Hall is on the long-term injury list, I think that salary gets dumped off of there so they can afford to go get Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, yeah, they would have had to do some major cap maneuvering. I think that's the only way they can bring him in is, right? Is because of the whole... Yeah, the one it was, somebody would have had to leave the NHL roster for to fit his money in, even yes. though it was only 2.3, not 400K. Sorry, my fault. <laughs> nice math there by me. That's someone like, what is it, 349 or something like that? Something like that. What's half of 760? Fucking do it on your own time. I, I, it just, so yeah, maybe the, the maybe the injuries did have a, a big part to play in it. But either way, I'm telling you right now, Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be an upgrade from Taylor Hall, the way Taylor Hall has been playing this year. He's been playing like caca. Like caca. Like my pipes. Caca. 
<laughs> full of bucket, full of caca. And, <laughs> full and of Taylor Hall in the playoffs last year was a uh, oof ghost zero. So I bet you Bertuzzi, Hathaway, and Orloff all make significant impacts in this year's playoff run. Oh, and I hope we'll, so. And we'll see um, how the injuries shake out for Hall and uh, and Felino once we get there. Well, can I, just... uh, can I stop you real quick? Because isn't Felino on injured reserve, and then Taylor Hall's on long term injured? I reserve. think they. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Oh. I don't. I don't know the full cap implications of those two distinctions. But I thought I heard today that they were going to put Felino on long term injured reserve too. Oh, okay. He's just you on go on IR. Now. You don't count towards the cap. Long term. If you IR, go on long term on IR, you don't count towards the cap in the regular season. Interesting. And then in the playoffs, you can bring everyone back and you can be like, like Tampa the, Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay did it. Tampa Bay did it a couple of years ago and they were like 14 million over the cap once they got to the playoffs because their best player came off of injury. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And right they went, when the playoffs started. They went and won the cup. So mm-hmm. yeah, if the Bruins can pull that off with Taylor Hall and Felino, as much as Taylor Hall has played like shit, he's probably a better option than AJ Greer or whoever else is down there on the fourth line. So yeah, I'm for it. Manipulate it. Do do it. Do whatever you can. And until then, yeah, if you want to put Felino's three point eight million dollars on the LTIR and bring up some of these other guys from Providence and have a little bit of room to maneuver on the cap for the next, uh, you know, whatever, how many weeks are left to the playoffs? Four, five. Um, that might be mm-hmm. smart. That might be smart. Can I just run uh, the Don Sweeney's on fire? Can I just run down the moves that he's made in the past year ish, year and a mm-hmm. half? Mm-hmm. And you tell me if any of them's. Uh, are bad spoiler they're not i'm gonna start with uh the signing of one linus allmark last year that was bad (laughs) last year we were not a fan of that he was just Mm -hmm. an okay goalie that you signed for five million dollars four years when you had the heir apparent uh coming up in swayman um and it looked pretty bad it looked pretty bad it looked like a real bad signing this year he's now currently running Per Vegas, Las Vegas odds, second in MVP, second only to Connor McDavid, who is Wayne Gretzky incarnated. So pretty good pull from Don Sweeney there, I guess. I guess you got to give him credit on that one. Absolutely. Uh, a little bit further. So that was a little bit further. That was essentially two years ago, a year and a half. So, But closer, last year's trade deadline is where we'll start this, really. Hampus Lindholm. Uh, they went out and uh, acquired him at the deadline. Uh, the Bruins gave up Euro Vakaninen, John Moore, the 2022 <laughs> first round pick, two second round picks, and then they signed Lindholm to eight years, $6.5 million cap hit. Uh, he's now in your top pairing. He's been your best all-around defenseman this year at a half a point a game. He's been absolutely phenomenal, and he's going to anchor your deep pairing with McAvoy for the next uh, almost decade. Um, check. Check in that category. Check plus. Uh, After that, they went ahead and hired Jim Montgomery, uh, Bruce Cassidy, who had the fourth most wins in the NHL in his time for the Bruins. Uh, The the room had ran dry. It happens in hockey. Uh, A game away, if if it wasn't for uh, Pooper Rask's poopy diaper there in game seven. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Like what I did there? Uh, He would have had a cup, but uh, the room ran dry. Uh, Bergeron was threatening retiring. Krejci played with fucking sheep farmers for a year. Uh, Pasternak was re- was uh, threatening not to resign. They didn't like Bruce Cassidy that much, so they went ahead and fired him, and they hired the drunk, old Jimmy Monty, old old Monty over there. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers. Uh, what a what a what a bitch. He must be he must be breaking code a little bit. He's got to be sipping on a little something with the season they're having. A couple of cheers with the boys once in a while after the game. 
strip club. Why wouldn't you? It's hockey. It seems like something you would do. Well, uh, the last head coaching job, he was fired for getting blitzed and, I don't know, attempting to molest his boss's wife or something. Something like that. That didn't seem to hurt his career at all. Well, he he got got fired. It didn't seem to hurt his career. And then five years later, he's head coach of the best hockey team we've seen since 1972. So, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boys and girls, just just keep, keep getting fucked up. Doesn't hurt you at all. Just say yes. Keep saying yes to things. Okay. Don't limit your so, options. Probably a good uh, uh, good sign for email too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if booze and pussy land in the same uh, category. You said of, he was hitting on success. his boss's wife. I said he tried to molest her drunkenly. What's the difference? All right. Come on. I get it. Sorry. I apologize. Semantics. Uh, <laughs> after that, uh, Jim Montgomery, obviously the clear uh, clear winner there. Uh, they Very quickly after that, they went and traded for Pavel Zaka. A, a minor move at the time. They gave up Eric Hall. That was it. Eric Hall's $3 million salary. They brought in Pavel Zaka, who was the number sixth pick overall in that 2015 draft. Sorry, Bill, to mention it. Uh, then they went and signed Zaka for a four and a half AAV for a couple of years. He's now the second line left wing with Krejci and Pasternak has been an absolute stud is looking to be your uh, at least center uh, second line centerman for the future. Um, a plus 19, 41 points in 60 games uh, slam dunk Pavel Zaka. Then you go sign, resign, you resign Bergeron and Krejci to come back and solidify your top two lines. I don't know how much Sweeney has to do with that. Frankly, I think a lot of these moves are based on Bergeron and Krejci developing the, the culture over Jim the last Montgomery. 18 years. No, firing uh, Bruce Cassidy and bringing in uh, Montgomery, I think, was the big thing to get Bergeron and Krejci to come back. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and then as we went over this this deadline, he went out and got Orloff and Hathaway, was able to dump Craig um, Smith's three-point-something million-dollar salary, uh, and then piled on with Bertuzzi and now with the David Pasenak. Those are literally the all the move other side uh, besides like waving nobodies or cutting nobodies. Those are the moves that he's made in yeah. <clears throat> eighteen calendar months. He and doesn't Orlov, have a he doesn't have a bad one. Orlov pretty much beat the Flames by himself the other night. He had two goals and one assist. I mean, he was on fire. That kid was playing like a purpose now. I mean, you're on a winning team now, so you're gonna get the best out of these guys. So I love it. I fucking love it. As it stands, uh, the chances, this is how it's defined, chances of beating the Boston Bruins in a seven-game series, and it lists uh, basically your playoff teams or uh, in the East. The Maple Leafs have the best chance of beating the Bruins in a playoff series. You know what their percentage is? Of course you do because you're looking at it. 36.9%. <laughs> That's it. It's not good. Doesn't get better from there. Hurricanes 32, Devils 30, Avalanche 30, Lightning 27, Calgary 25. You get the picture. I guess it was. Yeah, this is all the playoff teams. These, These are all the playoff teams, teams, not just the East. It's very small print. You can see it. You can't really read it. Either way, um, you're, uh, <laughs> you have a, what? what's that math? 64% chance to beat everybody or better? Pretty much. You better win. You better win. I mean, barring an injury, you don't. You think they win it all? Man, barring a couple injuries, I don't know if if Allmark goes down, that hurts you. If McAvoy goes down, that hurts you. Other than that, you're gonna have to. Even if Bergeron, Bergeron even if Bergeron goes down, you slide Krejci up and put Zaka there. Now you got Bertuzzi. If Hall comes back, like you got depth. You 
they're in a pretty they're in a pretty i mean bergeron's super important but their depth is pretty big now too so you can actually like rest players like you've been seeing the defensive swaps all every other game now so between Grizzlick and carlo so yeah they're in really good shape so i mean clifton excuse me clifton yep exciting uh exciting day for the bruins um uh now it's now it's just wait you know we just gotta wait for the playoffs which is a little bit boring a little bit of anticipation here well, it's That's nice, though, because we've had the Patriots that sucked, the Red Sox that have sucked. So now it's nice that we can actually wait and be like, yeah, the regular season doesn't start until playoffs begin. That's basically what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we're looking at with this team and the next one. We'll talk about the ne- the other one um, right after headlines with the obvious one. Thank you there, Richard. All hail Don Sweeney. The Bruins GM was once again the laughingstock of Boston, but now is king of the city. Not only is he the team on an eight-game winning streak, nine, I think, because they're winning right now. Uh, they are also a league best with 99 points, but he has orchestrated the best trades at the deadline. First, getting Garnett Hathaway and Dimitri Orloff from the Caps for picks and Craig Smith. Then today, getting Tyler Bertuzzi the Detroit for Detroit from Detroit for a 2024 first-round pick that is top 10 protected and a 2025 fourth-round pick. Long live Don Sweeney. Bruins take on the Sabres as we record. Uh, the Celtics have been poo-poo since the All-Star break, and Jason Tatum went, won't stop bitching and finally got tossed against the Knicks on Monday after arguing calls with the referee. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the Seas are now in second in the East since Milwaukee is on a 16-game winning streak. They just uh, the beat the Cavs, you fuck. They just beat the Cavs last night. The Seas are now second in the East since Milwaukee is on a 16-game winning streak, you cunt. Seas take on the Nets at home Friday night at 7.30. And finally, the Rebs opened up the season beating Charlotte FC 1-0 with a lone goal from Henry Kessler. Next up, Houston Dynamos on Saturday. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. I went fast there because I didn't think you are going to let me talk soccer real quick. Uh, I was distracted by the... Uh... By the bullshit uh, Celtics take. What do you mean the Celtics? They're second in the East now because the fucking Bucks are at first. Read up, read a book, idiot. They're a half game behind. You didn't mention the fact that they just beat the. It's stop modulating your mic. Either turn your mic down or get your fucking mouth off it like you're straddling Bill's cock with your lips. <laughs> they they just beat the Cavs, who they haven't beat all year. It was a tough game. Tatum went out and dropped 41. He was two rebounds or assists away from a triple-double. They responded to a bad game against the Knicks. They don't play that Knicks team very well. There are a couple teams in the East that they don't play very well. It happens to every NBA team that goes through the regular season. Look at the Warriors, who are currently in, what, eighth? Who are five, four-time NBA champions? Get a fucking grip, Mario. Take a look at what the fuck is actually happening and report on it on your headlines. Don't just cherry-pick your stupid the fucking East. thoughts. Are they not second in the East right now? They're second in the East because Milwaukee rattled off 16 games. It's a game of runs, basketball is. It's a game of runs. I just said that. I just said that in the headlines. Let me ask you something. Did you talk about the Cavs win that happened after they lost to the Knicks? No. This has been Headlines with the... This is your uh, top five segment. Top five concerns for the Celtics. Uh, apparently, Ray has several. Uh, I have my five that we will run through, and my five are uh, permanent, and they are distinct, and you shall not uh, sway from them. So we will start with number one. The number one concern for the Celtics is injury. Mm. Agreed. Very 
boring, but it, that's what it is. Time Lord. Uh, Robert Williams has a, a long history, obviously, of not being able to stay healthy. Um, you've got Al Horford, who is our age uh, out there. Mm-hmm. Limited his minutes. If if not an injury for Al, then just fatigue is what I would be worried about. Malcolm Brogdon has never played a full season and is extremely important piece to your team. And Jalen Brown, sneaky, also never plays a full season. Always has some kind of hamstring or something, a knee or an older or a wrist. Um, right now he has a broken face. Um, which didn't seem to hurt him at the all-star game, but um, the regular season seems to be a different story. So mm. uh, injury is your number one concern for the Celtics. Kind of a bland one, but Bobby, your um, take on that. Yeah, it's the number one concern for any team, especially basketball teams. And the, by the time you get to the, the playoffs, you're an eight-man rotation. And if you lose one and a half of those players where one injury and one can't play anymore that or play very well, you're, you're not the same team, so that's always going to be number one. Yep, very well. Okay, number two, a little bit more, a little more uh, meat on the bone here. Championship medal. Do they have it? Have they? Um, have they built it? Have they earned it? They they still do not have anybody on this roster who's won an NBA championship. They don't have anybody one through fifteen who has gone through the whole rigor of a regular season, the playoffs, and actually walked away with a ring. Mm-mm. Does that matter? Does the yes. Jason Tatum has been to five Eastern Conference Finals. He's been to an NBA championship. He's uh, dominated a game six in Milwaukee. He's lost an NBA championship um, in game six. Do do you think that that they've built up enough of that experience where um, they can break through this year with what I would consider championship medal? Yeah, they have enough experience. It's not... They've been through enough. They've been able to do it. I, I know they don't have the medal, but I, I think some of the other thing, I think number three and four, I think they have enough experience. I think three and four are more a uh, part of what's going to help them or hurt them from not winning a title. So it's just not experience for championship medal. I'm talking about though, like you need, obviously need the experience, but you need to build up that Teflon, that well, I, willingness to like be able to... T- Tatum's ability to close and Missoula's ability to coach within the championship medal part. Okay. Ray, you're you're we'll get to that. Ray, your opinion on the championship medal version. Like basically, do they have enough balls? Do they have enough gumption in them to to get through it? I don't think they do. They're very fragile. This is a very fragile team, mentally wise. I mean, Jason Tatum, as you've seen, he is very mentally fragile when it comes to getting the calls or things not going his way. He kind of shuts down a little bit. Not to the point where it's hurting the team, but you know, if it's not going his way or they're getting, you know, a big run against them, you kind of see him shut down. He's not the big leader that we need. And I mean, Jalen Brown is not Jason Tatum, so he can't lead this team. So if Jason Tatum is the one being, you know, not going, you know, not all in 100% because of, you know, things aren't going his way, I think that's going to hurt this team. Yeah, I I think Bobby's right. It it relies it. a lot on well, you're right too, Ray, but yes. number three on this list in terms of top five is Jason Tatum. And number two and number three go pretty close to hand in hand. However, I think they're like the Malcolm Brogdons of the world, Derek White, um, even Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, these guys have championship medal in them. They don't have the skill set to take you over the top to win. Like so, they have a grittiness to them. They have a, a competitor in them. Like, I think there's enough of that on this team to perhaps even 
surpass Jason Tatum's dookiness, which there is. It's a shrinking dookie, but it still stinks. It's still there. In the in the wrong moments, in the wrong time frame, down one to three points with a with two minutes left. I don't want the ball in Jason Tatum's hands making decisions. That's that's your dookiness for Jason Tatum. That's your number three concern for for the Celtics. Now, if they did what they did, if they do what they did against the Sixers the other night and allow somebody else to make a play for him and give him the ball where he just has to not think and shoot, I like that. But this give him the ball with 17 seconds, dribble up the court, take on a double team, take on a triple team, have to make the right decision. He doesn't have it yet. He doesn't have it yet. So that would that would be my concern with, with Jason Tatum. And I don't he he and Jalen have gotten better in all of these categories every single year of their career. The kid turns 25 like today. So he's got oh, he's birthday. got a ton of room to grow, but he doesn't he doesn't make that leap between now and June. So you need to give the ball to a Brogdon or a White or a Smart to make a play to for the team to make a play for him to make the shot at this point in time. Um, and if you don't, then Tatum is high on the list for, for concern for me. It's got to get schemed. It, yeah. It's Missoula. I, I mean, all Which is number things, four. Go ahead. All those number four on the list true. is coaching. All those things being true. He has to set it up in a, in a manner that, so that way that isn't a problem and that it takes it off Tatum. And then it encompasses the strengths that they do have. Yeah. And what a question mark that is. Yeah. We've never seen him do it. Like he's 34. <laughs> They're already falling off. Like ha- yeah. have they been figured out? They've been, we we've discussed multiple times they play the same way. They're not trying to change. So and now they're already falling down. You see the the Bucks are peaking. I, I don't know if you want to peak in March. That's maybe March 1st. That's not really when you want to peak, but I mean you never really want to dip. But it, it, it kind of seems like they've been figured out a little bit. Teams playing them a certain way. Maybe they're just, you know, teams get bored, you know, in February, March. And then maybe towards the end of March, April, they'll start to pick it up for when they need to in May. Yeah, look, the Celtics, you saw in the next game, they shot 20-something percent from three. They, The old cliche, you live and die by the three. Or they nine for 40 or nine for 30. Yeah, something whatever. horrific. But they had a ton of open looks. It's not like they were taking bad shots. They just couldn't shoot. Night. Yeah, there's not a bad night. Which it which is their game, right? In a in a seven game series, they should be good enough in those categories to just win outright if they just keep playing their game and keep shooting to their ability. But this is what the nerds don't ever take into account. And this is what we saw last year in the NBA finals. Come game four, crunch time, Marcus Smart loses his goddamn mind and throws the ball away two possessions in a row, and you give up your lead, boom, all your confidence is shot, all your momentum is shot, and now you walk into the next two games and, and you lose the NBA Finals because you don't you don't play the same way you're supposed to. Now, can so, I ask you a question real quick? Because we're on Joe Missoula. Do yep. you think he does the same thing with Marcus Smart that I may did last year? Like, Remember in the fi- our playoffs, uh, Marcus Smart was playing like shit, and then I may just sat him in the fourth quarter? Pretty much because, you know, he wasn't helping the team out. Do you think Joe Missoula has that kind of control on this roster to be able to be like, hey, Marcus, go take a seat because you're not playing well? It's harder to see except for the fact that he missed pretty significant time and Derek White is playing basically at an all-star level. And you have a former 
number one option in, in Malcolm Brogdon that is sitting there behind him. And then I heard the stat on the radio or these stats on the radio. Marcus Smart is trailing Derek White and Brogdon in every single statistical category there is for their point cards. So points, rebounds, steals, assists, blocks, like Marcus Smart's third in all uh, of them. But does do they have the captain? Do they have the C on their chest? Is it the heart? Are they the heart and soul, heart and soul? of the team? Absolutely not. Know. Absolutely not. I will. I will tell you this for Marcus Smart, and you know how much I've like, said trade him for years. When he's on the court, Jalen and Jason play a different way. They they play a little bit with more with some more confidence. So whatever whatever you want to say to that. Um. Yeah. Number four. Number four on the list. Joe Mazzula coaching. Do they have? enough feel for the game, enough gumption to make the right calls with their all-stars and their and their stars. Do they have enough basketball intelligence to make corrections? That's one thing that I may, I don't think did last year in the finals. They didn't make any fucking corrections or, or adjustments. You know, they like you don't hear about it a lot in basketball, but when you get to that level, when you get to conference finals and in, in NBA finals, each game the best coaches game. make adjustments within the game. They they change their plays a little bit here and there. And um, no real adjustment. They change players. Staff. They change rotations. They change everything. Right. In a series, in a real basketball series, game three doesn't look anything like game four. Right. Different players play. It's a totally different thing. And I worry about if we're watching the way Missoula coaches the the Celtics. I mean, he doesn't call timeouts. He lets them play. It's rec league basketball. All they do is shoot threes. They don't particularly play much defense. Rec league or church league. Uh, I would say rec league because in church league, we deed up, right? Okay. That was three on three. The three amigos, man. It was half court. Okay. Mm. CBL, baby. Eight foot hoops. Yeah. Murder what? Spent a lot of time on those jerseys. Yeah. Next, I might too. Next, next week we should wear the jerseys. (laughs) Sure. Which one? The CLB one, two, or three? Mine won't fit. Mine won't fit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Ray. Okay, and uh, finally, number five in our top five for uh, concerns for the Celtics. Celtics concerns, number five is easy. Everyone should have seen this one coming. Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, you everybody has to keep their eye uh, on the goal. They have to understand who they're dealing with and always be aware of the biggest cunt in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, at any point, he could like message them and put some dumbass idea in their head. Like there's flat. Any idea? That like, third eye is blinking. Watch out, Tatum. It's like just the, whatever new YouTube video comes out, he'll see and be like, "Oh boy!" Oh, <laughs> I saw a good won't. one. I saw a good one today. I should have sent it to you guys. There was a, a tinfoil hat that the the Challenger astronauts are still alive. Ooh, I saw that one. <laughs> you see that, <laughs> one? see that one? And they there's all like look three the same. of them with the actual <laughs> same, same name. They look exactly the exactly same. The same, same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris so I can fuck you alive. up in the NBA Finals. That could, that's <laughs> running rattling around in my head. Like when you're taking a shit, you're just looking at like the window. The, and you're like, wow. Yeah, you. I mean, you run me off a screen for three, and you know, with four, three minutes left, and I think, oh fuck, you, maybe he is live in that brick. You know? Do you think when Kyrie plays the Heat, he asks Jimmy Butler if uh, Jordan's his dad? Yep. <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory. You gotta ask. <laughs> that's disrespectful. There's no way he doesn't Kyrie think. goes to that level. He's definitely his dad. He has to be. That's it's so compelling. How Let's stick. We rumor has was, it. No, no, wait. How much pussy was MJ fucking hitting back in the day? You how can't kids of it. Yeah, exactly. how, he has so many illegitimate kids out there. Exactly. 
I just yeah, want it. Like, and we know I, he doesn't miss, so just I want it to be true. I want it to be true. I like how Jordan's son's banging Pippin's ex-wife now. That's awesome. Okay, well, we've gone off the rails. Let's take a quick break, <laughs> and uh, we'll come back Sorry. with our special guest, the uh, Pitch Clock Cuck. We'll be right back. <clears throat> if she shows up. Oh, she. I thought it was going to be Dr. Vittles. Sometimes I'm full of surprises, Raymond. Sometimes I have a surprise. And I don't I don't tell you everything, Ray. Is this the uh, daughter-in-law of the owner of the Mariners? You mean the future commissioner of League Renee? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. <laughs> Who knows? She's never on time. She never goes in the text exchange either. Well, what else we got? For what? Uh, we're just waiting on a connection issue. Oh, of course. What? Uh, she is not pro pitch clock. You're saying? You can have to. You you can ask her yourself. Okay. This is gonna be Finley. You're not waking Finley up, are you? Oh, Finley! If she ever crosses me, <laughs> if she ever crosses me in the way that this bitch crossed me. She'll get it. She'll get it. Oh, okay. And uh, let's go ahead and welcome the uh, special guest, the uh, Pitch Clock Cuck. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was Dr. Vittles. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good evening. As soon as you said connection issues, I knew it was Butch. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I had him. Uh, I had him thinking that you were a uh, a skinny blonde millennial girl, but nay, nay. <laughs> Lo and behold, lo and behold. Uh, Butch, aka Doctor Vittles, allow us allow me to introduce you to our uh, uh, our newest host of this show, Mister uh, Robert Vine. Bobby is what we call him for short. Bobby V. Going, Butch. What's up? How's it going? Good. You doing well? Doing fine. Doing great. Doing fantastic. Hey, how are your Flyers doing right now? My Flyers are doing way worse than all of the other Philadelphia teams that seem to lose yeah, the finals. What a, what a way whatever to start. It is they're in. All right, just, I was just asking. I didn't know. Uh, really? Let it be known that the, the Philadelphia 76ers are probably going to lose in the NBA Finals because that's what every other team does. But you've been drinking? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my birthday is on sunday and of course i've been drinking oh okay. happy birthday thank you my, much. my birthday is seven weeks from now so yeah me too <laughs> of course you're drinking too <laughs> yeah uh i'll tell you one thing that i don't need to clear okay. mind for is to argue the can i hold on don't say that yet because i have no, get into it butch your team butch is a philly fan a philly sports fan yeah. and philly is basically like the uh hard the second best of the team Boston, and everything Boston. and i will challenge you to that's to right you just that. you're constantly kissing your sister you guys can't push <laughs> yeah. through yeah, you know? that's debatable it's like irene no, on wednesday not, she's just not. too tired it's not three sports three sports in one year we've come up second place are you calling soccer a sport yeah, I'm calling soccer a sport. Are you Cheers stupid you. or something? No, no, no. Are Cheers you a plumber you, my or what? I mean, yes, Jesus. 
I like that you haven't made any comments about Ray wearing a Mario costume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said, are you a plumber? That's a comment right then and there. He is a plumber. <laughs> yeah. He had a work meeting today, so he had to dress up. <laughs> he had yeah. to dress up for the part. <laughs> Luigi right. couldn't make it, so. All right, today, Dr. Vittles, a.k.a. Butch, yeah. uh, a.k.a. The Philly fuck. We are. Uh, you're here to discuss baseball. I thought it was is, cuck, not fuck. Well, no, there's a, there's a whole other one. You are cuck. now deemed the uh, the pitch clock cuck. Uh, yeah. And this is coming off a text message exchange that you and I had the other night yeah. that was very unprompted, un, like just paragraphs just thrown yeah. at me with your disgust Doing over this pitch clock it. after I was basking in the glory of what baseball had done. And uh, we went back and forth. Yeah. Now, per usual, I berated you uh, into yeah. submission, uh, but I want to give you this chance to now just That's say your debatable. piece. Everybody understands. I'll say my piece and you can say yours. Everybody yeah. understands that baseball was a, a dying, dying star. It was, it was going nowhere. You had the, uh, the olds of the world that were literally dying with it and they had to make drastic changes. You can't sit around for four hours and watch a sporting event that moves at a pace slower than Ray to, to a salad bar. You have to do something to get the game moving and pitch clock has been around for a decade in the minor leagues proven to work and immediately immediately within the first games of minor league, they shaved 25 minutes off the thing. And you've already, you already have, you already have Twitter accounts exchanging with one guy pitching the entire inning versus one guy pitching basically one pitch. If that, if that's not like a a major, major improvement for a game that was dying for that type of change, what is, what the fuck's your problem with the pitch clock? You cuck. Baseball still is a dying sport. Let's not get let's not get ourselves on that. But it, you can't for the you can't let a game be decided by a batter not getting ready within eight seconds of of the pitch clock. Uh, we're talking about games being decided by this. Uh, it's ridiculous to think. Look, I'm fine. Baseball games shouldn't last four hours, but I can't tell you a single time when I've paid my good money to go to a baseball game and get done in three hours and say, you know what? I wish that game lasted 25 minutes shorter. It's ridiculous to think that baseball should be a shorter game. Certain situations call for more time when it's three to two, the count is three to two in the bottom of the ninth. You don't say, hey, batter wasn't ready in time. Let's end the game on that. Why? That is my problem with the pitch count. Why? Certain situation baseball's a mind game. Baseball is way more of a mind game than any of the other sports there is. Uh I I'm not saying that it's a it's a great thing for baseball to be reliant upon this mind game. Baseball is bleh, bleh, it's boring, right? But so why, you honest, have to do something to change suspense, it. That's the whole point. The, so you want no, the boring thing to last longer? The only thing baseball actually has is that suspense. The suspense built up. Is he going to throw it now? No, he's going to wait a few more seconds. 
Okay, this is He's what baseball's done to you and, yeah. and the multitude of people that don't understand are, are arguing against this pitch clock. They've lulled you to sleep with you and your fucking uh, stouts or porters, whatever you're drinking tonight, into the into the fact that you think that's what baseball is. <laughs> that's not the game. Yes, it is a mind game. It is a thinking man's game. You have to understand the multi the multitude of of situations that can happen depending on where the ball goes and nine different positions across the field. But that doesn't yeah, but- mean it has to take a minute and a half before the action every single fucking time. And at the same time, they're telling people, no, 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 no. You can't stand here. You have to stand over here because we've deemed it uh, un un baseball like for you to be in a position where the batter's going to hit the ball. They Sorry. do that in every sport. You the can't shift, stand in the paint for three the seconds. The shift is a legitimate. The shift is a legitimate maneuver to reduce people hitting the ball where you're not. Uh, look what they've done to the NFL. Quarterbacks can't get touched now because they want them to be the most That's dynamic player on the field. Thing. The quarterback hasn't moved his position. He's still in the same damn spot. Yeah, but no one can hit him in that spot. So, well, that's that's a different whole scenario altogether. No, it's but not. Football is about, about hitting. Baseball is about hitting. They're just hitting in different ways. They don't ways tell in different a areas. wide receiver you can't stand three feet to your left. Yes, they, they do. Yes, they do. You can't stand <laughs> on the fucking line. They changed the rules that you can't. You have to cover a tight end. Or you have to cover a lineman. Yes, you do. You have to be on the line of scrimmage. That's not. That's you can't stand three feet are. to the left. It's fucking changing you, where you are. You can't be off the line of scrimmage. You can't have these other things. You can't just let hitters bunt the ball to wherever. Like that's that's the defense to the shift. You can <laughs> you can ball. you can shift all you want, <laughs> but you're leaving open an entire side of your goddamn baseball field. Let yeah, but the problem is want. the game. The game. Let me go for a second. The game needed to rescue itself, and this is what other sports understand. And if baseball. the game needed to rescue itself, they <laughs> would have done so when the damn ball stuck to Yadier Molina's chest protector ten years ago, and they let that slide. They didn't give a shit until ratings started to to leap to slide. Baseball the sticking was part of baseball anything. trying to correct itself. They just failed at it. So is juicing the ball. So is juicing the players. That's why basketball has uh, corrupt referees. That's why mm-hmm. football um, doesn't let you hit the quarterback. Commissioner. Has corrupt commissioners. They corrupt all do. Crew. They all try You're to right save themselves with, from within. And eventually they'll all collapse because the fall of Rome is inevitable for all the greatest things that you've ever seen. And that's what, yeah. it, but baseball didn't let that happen to itself. They just let it die a slow fucking death until 94. Where they striked because the players had enough of the shit, and then the fans went, "All right, we're not going to watch any of this." Yeah. So then they had to juice everything to get people back excited. And that that gave them a decade. And then, luckily enough for you, you Philly fuck, you got the Red Sox and the Yankees that gave them another five to seven years that juiced up the the ratings in baseball. Oh. And since then, it's been a slow, slow crawling death with the three trail outcomes that these nerds have. De- that have deployed upon baseball yeah. home run walker strikeout that's it so everybody that comes to the plate is a power guy power 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 you've eliminated singles you've eliminated steals you've eliminated bunts you've eliminated eliminated hit and runs you've eliminated all the things that make baseball exciting that move the game along and with the pitch clock you're going to start speed things up and make people make decisions when they're not comfortable, which is what sports is all the fuck about. You don't get to take your step out of the box whenever you're not comfortable. You don't get to step off the mound whenever you're not comfortable. The ball doesn't feel right. Give me another ball. Give me another ball. Fuck you, you 
pussy fucking baseball players. Step up to the plate, swing the fucking bat, throw the fucking ball, you pussies. This is what the game needs. It's absolutely what the game needs. And what the shift, no one was hitting the ball the other way. You know why? Because they just hit it over you. They'll just hit it over you. And they did, and they figured out how to do that. So the game needed to redefine itself and, and save itself from going into a void of nothingness. And that's what they do, they've done with these changes. And watch, watch. Dr. Vittles, if you can't, uh, if you can get sober enough to come back here in a year and a half, two years, you will agree with me. The game will be in a much better place. We'll be watching baseballs and games again. It'll take two and a half hours, then you can turn your hockey on because they'll start at a different time. I no. guarantee you that the game is about to be saved. Kudos to Rob Manfred, you uh, useless piece of shit. Finally, you've got this into the game. Yeah. Well done. Once again, you're half right. Uh, baseball needed to save itself <laughs> from from itself. Because baseball sucked for way too long, and it still sucks. That's the problem with baseball. They finally, once again, took the one thing out of baseball that was good. The fact that people were dying in suspense to see what was about to happen next. And you're going to rush people <laughs> into making... They were dying from waiting to see what's going to happen next. It took no. so fucking long. Can I just yeah, get... Um, and let's be Bittles, give me a second. I'd like to hear let's from say the... This is why we hate soccer, too. We I hate love soccer. soccer. I love soccer because soccer doesn't have enough action. We're not dying. soccer's continuous we're, we're action. Dying there, there's goals. literally it never stops. <laughs> That's soccer's the way I more, see about soccer. Soccer's more action than baseball, but it's a, but it's a numbing action. Um, baseball is a numbing nothingness nothingness until the shot clock came pitch clock came in. Bobby, uh, as the non baseball guy, I, I can't remember. We we went to school together. I don't remember if you were ever a really big baseball guy, but had has the sport dwined in in your opinion? Like your in your um, uh, how much you've watched? It? I'm much more care about baseball than I would hockey. I used to like baseball more, but just over as you get older, life priorities sometimes things you follow less than others. So, but you know. The Red Sox era that we grew up in. To not I was follow much more of a fan. over other sports. What was that? You choose to follow baseball, to not follow baseball. You clearly follow other sports, right? But yeah. you choose to not follow baseball because baseball sucks. Boring. And baseball still sucks, even with a pitch clock. Are are you are you in agreement of that? Listen, because I think baseball can be saved. I, I think there are things that it can be done. I think baseball, you, you, what your point is with about the suspense and things like that, I liken that to play off baseball. I think the problem with baseball is there's too much fucking baseball. Baseball was made 150 years ago. Playing 162 games, no one's got time for that shit when every game is four hours a day. If the season was significantly less and each game was significantly more important and you get rid of a five-man rotation where the fifth guy is fucking garbage and then you have your best pitchers playing because they're more rested and then every game is much more significant, I think the sport would be much, much more interesting. I 100% agree with him. And you know what I say to that? Let's shorten the games. Who needs nine innings? Who's, whose fault was it that we have nine innings anyway? If a pitcher can only pitch seven innings and pitch a complete game, let's let's leave it to seven innings. Who needs nine innings? If you want to shorten the games, let's shorten it by two innings. This is where I can never get on the same page with Dr. Vittles. Like, <laughs> he's so hot and bothered, him and his pussycat, about the pitch I'm clock, sorry. but yet he wants to cut the innings. Like, I don't... I don't. I never understand your logic. It's probably because like it. you're from Philly if, and you drink Philly water uh, <laughs> and your brain is scrambled and you think a different way. 
but I, yeah. I never understand where you come from. You just spelt nonsense. Um, and I mean, you know what? It's probably my second place we, mentality, and you guys are a first place mentality <laughs> kind of. Kind we of people. need we, we need uh, people like uh, you that just come from a different angle. Yeah. Um, generally, it's a it's a crooked one, but uh, I just think sometimes all, something good comes out of it. All in all, seven innings. You're going to shorten the innings. You're going to shorten the games by thirty minutes. Whoever went to a baseball game and said, "Hey." Nine innings is exactly why we're here. If seven innings doesn't get the job done, it's a tie game. Then you go to eight, nine innings. You know what? That's let, how I, that's how I feel about basketball. Like whoever went there and said four quarters is what we need. Get this yeah. shit done in three. That's that's a ridiculous argument, but okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Dr. Vittles, uh, we appreciate your time and your efforts. Uh, and congratulations on your consistent second place finishes. Uh, I'll give you the last 30 seconds here for a final word, and um, we will talk to you again relatively soon. Final word. It's a me, Mario. Thank you. Happy birthday. Deuces, y'all. I love the outfit. Love you, Ray. Thank you. Love you, Butch. Hate hate Rich. Hate him. Hate him so goddamn much. Me too. I've never had 30 seconds that I've gotten to talk to him and say so much shit. I thought for sure he was going to mute you or throw you out by now. Me too. (laughs) Love you. Mean it. Bye, guys. Baseball sucks. Hate the shot clock. Pitch clock. Shot clock. Oh, shot clock. It's what it is. It's really what it is. I'm sorry. You're right. I was wrong. Baseball had a... (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I I could feel it. I could feel he had another fucking rant coming through. Like he wouldn't let his lips stop moving. And I knew it was coming. And you know what? Kudos to him. He held himself back. I liked it. Uh, that's our baseball analyst, uh, Doctor Vittles. Uh, well, he'll be he'll be back for baseball season. Um, before that, we'll do a quick afternoon delights and get to rumor has it, rumor has it. Sky rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. All right, welcome to our uh, newest segment. We keep slapping these new segments on here. This one's called Rumor Has It. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, no, I think basically this entire show is rumors, but we're gonna, really going to boil these down to some of the most salacious and um, juiciest ones of the week. Um, and we had a couple here. I think a lot, of, most of them are all revolving around the Patriots. Um, so let's start with that. We'll start first with Tom. Um, go ahead. First, first of all, how dare you? Because I had a couple rumors that you would not let go in this uh, little segment that we're having right now. I did. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh. I didn't know that. Uh, Rumor has it Bill has an STD. I. It's on there. <laughs> it's at the end. Oh, it's lumped with you losing weight. 
Rumor has it. <laughs> has the... Is that the only thing that you uh, have qualms about? No, I'm you good. Got something else? No, that's it. I Go pushed ahead. back a little bit on this one that I was about to announce before your rude ass interrupted me. Um, the first one that I'd like to talk about is Tom Brady possibly mm. coming back to football. And uh, you had presented it, and I said, is that real? And you said yes, so I did a little research. And uh, come to find out, John Lynch, the GM of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, talked out, reached out to Tom Brady after his retirement, and they had some uh, pleasantries, if you would, and uh, just kind of let them know that they might be in need for a quarterback. Seems like a weird team that would be in need for a quarterback who's had no, it's not. three starters in a year, but Kyle Shanahan can't help himself getting these guys hurt. Jimmy's gone. Trey Lance sucks. Told you that three years ago. And Brock Purdy is mystery irrelevant. So, well, he also can't get his surgery on his UCL because his elbow's still swollen. So now it's like pushed back even further. So he won't be ready for what is it, six months recovery time or something like that. So he won't be ready for training camp or anything like that. So, all those really handoffs in the it. NFC Championship game. Nice really job, Shanahan. That West Coast spread. What, what's your percentage on Brady going back, going coming back and playing for 49ers? 69%. Nice. Thank you. Bobby, this is a prediction segment. Uh, I'm going to go zero. Yeah, I'm going to go zero. Ooh, fuck you. I'm going to go zero. He's not going to play again. Okay. I think he's got too much. It's not pride. It's just like. I think he, he looks, already he did like the fake like a loser once. if he unretires twice. Yeah. Don't Brett Favre the fucking thing. That's what he doesn't want to end up being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done. He's already moving on. But uh, it is a rumor. Uh, the other rumor revolving around the Patriots is the wide receiver position. Uh, this was uh, basically reported, so I don't know how much of a rumor it is, but we can throw some names around. Uh, the Patriots are going to look to add at their wide receiver position, not by the draft, but by a veteran, uh, which starts to the, the rumor train of who they could bring in. Um, so, uh, Deandre Hopkins has been rumored for basically since the end of the season, the Cardinals are outright trading him. It's going to happen. Um, the expected asking price is a second round pick. Uh, Brandon cooks is also on, uh, the, uh, very high end of what people, uh, think the Patriots could do. I don't know what the asking price for Brandon cooks would be, but I'm a no on that. Keenan Allen is also potential cap cut for the chargers, but people have thrown some water on that for the Patriots. Um, anybody else, any, any other, um, uh, names you want to throw in this rumor? And do you agree the Patriots should and will go after the, uh, trade or free agent market for a veteran wide receiver, as opposed to, uh, drafting T Higgins is the other rumor. That's, uh, the Bengals number two Jerry wide Judy. receiver. Yeah. Jerry Judy is another one I heard too. Uh, yeah. both of them, I don't see any credence in them getting because, uh, the Bengals came out and said they don't plan on trading T. Higgins and Jerry Judy. I mean, you just got Sean Payton there, so why would you want to trade him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're looking to add a wide receiver, their history of drafting wide receivers is shit. So I wouldn't expect for them. Well, they could think they're going to do it now, but if they're looking to be more successful, they would probably acquire this position and then draft other positions of need. Would you rather Hopkins or Cooks? Hopkins. Neither. Are you Hopkins one or the other? The two. Fine, Hopkins. Thank you. Do you have a name, Bobby? A name 
for so the other free agents are what Alan Lazard is on probably the top of that. Who are the free agent wide receivers? Um, I think Jacoby Myers great. is like the best wide receiver on the market. Jacoby Myers wants between fifteen and twenty million dollars. I think I would rather spend that money on someone better. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. I think he's a good. Frankly, player. I think he's been a good piece for the Patriots and obviously has been a reliable weapon. But they obviously the offense has struggled. Even looking past the Matt Patricia year, the offense was not dynamic with Josh McDaniels and Mac Jones. They were just steady. And uh, Jacoby Myers was a part of the steadiness. And if he's your number three, number four guy, fine. But this is a case where the market is low and he's high. And you don't you don't buy high on a low asset. And I, I some, think that's the deal with Jacoby Myers. I have some names for free agencies. Uh, Robert Woods from Tennessee. Nope. Pass. Nelson <clears throat> Nelson Aguilar. Nope. Pass. Sterling Shepard. Nope. Uh, DJ Shark. Mm, no, Whatever. he's not going to do anything. For you. Randall Cobb. No. Pass. Marvin Jones. No. Nope. Uh, Julio Jones. No. Nope. No. Byron Pringle. Who? Who's that? Uh, he's from <laughs> Chicago. The are these sour cream and onion Pringles? Oh, that'd be mm. nice. I, I, that's my favorite. Uh, Alan Zard. I throw Alan Zard. The problem yeah. is with all these guys is like Devonte Parker is that guy, right? Like, How about uh, this is the not one upgrading I, I think, with this is the this is the one you have to really put like thought into. Like, can this person come in some here? Of and my make a sports difference? show. I don't, I don't want to hurt myself. Can this person come in here and make a difference? Okay. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> and his ankle injuries. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, here, here's the other juicy rumor going around, and, th- and this one's really gaining steam. Matt Patricia is out there running his mouth in a lot of in a lot of different ways. So all the reports you're getting from uh about Mac Jones, uh the most recent one was that in 2021 not 2022, 2021 with um, with McDaniels, that the coaching staff had to take it easy on Mac um, in 2022 because of how he handled a hard coaching with McDaniels. Um, I, I smelled bullshit the second I read that fucking headline, never mind reading the article. But then before that, you had, you know, you know Mac was going out to reach out to the coaches. Mac has been uh, a baby. Mac has been hard to deal with, uncoachable, blah, blah, blah. All of this stuff has been trickling out, basically, even before the season ended. Now we're getting reports from the other side that basically it's fucking Matt Patricia. <laughs> it's basically Matt Patricia trying to save his own ass. And then we got a full-on report from Ben Volan of the Boston Globe that Patricia took that OC job to do Bill Belichick a favor. Uh, this is, quote, Boston Globe's Ben Volan reported Wednesday that Patricia, quote, didn't really want to be offensive coordinator, but did it as a favor to Belichick, who needed someone he could trust. Bullshit. I'm going to – I'm just going to ask you guys to uh, just quickly, just for this one segment, sway away from your fake Mac Jones hate and just read through this. Matt Patricia is going full rogue, fucking his way out of, out of New England. Hmm. I, heard the other, I heard the other side of this that from WEI talking about, well, why would Matt Patricia talk shit about uh, Mac Jones if Bill Belichick doesn't want him to? Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia are no longer to, together. Patricia's Isn't he out, out of a contract? Patricia's out, out of a contract. contract. 
Yeah. Bill doesn't he, have a job for him anymore. He ain't paying for him. Patricia's gone rogue. He is talking shit about everybody that will listen to him to for him to save face. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know that this this report the Ben Volan, he didn't want the OC job. He just did it for to for to give Belichick a favor. Bullshit. Well, it's bullshit. I mean, maybe he had some of that thought. Whether it's bullshit or not, it's very. It's a lot of hindsight going on now that it didn't work, right, Maddie? Maddie P. And you only re- that old shit only gets released if you have an agenda. And Matt Patricia's agenda is get me another job in the NFL as a coach. And what he has to do is save his own ass right now. So he's throwing his quarterback under the bus. That's why his offense didn't work. And he's throwing now Belichick under the bus, who gave this guy a career. Uh, to try and find his way back in the NFL. Lord. I don't know how you see it any other way. That's the only way I see it, is he's just talking shit so he can be like, hey, that wasn't my fault. That was because Mac Jones is fragile. He can't handle the limelight. I, I, I can do better, but yo, I'm not really an offensive coordinator. I'm a defensive guy, so give me a defensive coordinator position like you tried to do in Denver with Sean Payton. So that's what he's trying to do because he is now the laughing stock of the NFL, and no one wants to hire him. Yeah, he probably thought that being the offensive coordinator would be the best way to get a head coaching job again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Belichick did that for him. They mm-hmm. Look, this has almost been reported, almost been chronicled. Belichick was trying to set up his succession plan. We've had this conspiracy theory. We've had this rumor. Rumor has it. This rumor fits. It. We've had this talk. Belichick was trying to set up his departure with Matt Patricia, his son, and whoever else was in the fold. But Matt Patricia was one of the lead guys. So you put him up, you bring him back. He's already been defensive coordinator. You bring him back, you put him upstairs for a year uh, to do the Ernie Adams jobs. And now, yes, Bobby, you're right. Now you go coach some offense. And now, you know, now your next trajectory is head coach, whether it's here or somewhere else. There you go. Now you're going to tell me that Matt Patricia had this conversation with Bill over the last two years and said, you know what, Bill, I, you know, that's not for me, but I'll do it for you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Matt Patricia. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. You sucked at your job. That's it. You That's think it. Raymond High School has a head coaching job for him for uh, football? You got to talk to Pikush. No, Pikush isn't there anymore. He's in Londonderry. How dare you? Another sellout. <laughs> Another goddamn sellout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, last rumor, rumor has it, is uh, Camaro Anthony is rumored to be the uh, the buyout uh uh, option for the Celtics to fill out their roster. I'll give you a quote here. One opinion is bringing Carmelo Anthony in if he's open to take a role like Griffin's and uh, Blake Griffin's. That is, given Anthony's friendship with Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, Boston might have to compete with the Suns to sign him. There are other options for the veteran leaders, including Joe Johnson, who the Celtics and uh, including stars Tatum and Brown valued having in Johnson's short time in Boston last season. Um, so, in short, Carmelo Anthony or Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah, let's go Joe Johnson. The, the the Jays seem to like him. And if they like him, I mean, it's that's all that matters. <laughs> it's, a done, it's a done deal. Also, Camilo <laughs> Anthony has never won anything in his life outside of international play. So keep him out of there. And Joe Johnson is a double J. JJ. Okay, uh, we're running late, so we'll do Simplest Minds of the Week right after this. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. There's a lot. There's two of them out of on here, so let's go quick, okay? The first one I is... I think one of them, I don't know if Butch would like. I actually missed the joke, so you have to tell me where that lands. <laughs> the cat one. 
Ah, oh, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Vittles is a big cat guy. Vittles he loves him pussy. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, speaking of pussies, John Morant beat up an 11-year-old. <laughs> the 11-year-old was a prick. I told you, Ja ain't about that life. He ain't that guy. I don't have the full story, but apparently what the 11-year-old came forward and said uh, John Morant beat him up and hit him uh, consistently a bunch of times and then pulled a gun on him. Mm-hmm. That's that. That is the story. <laughs> You're a grown man. Why do you need to? It's okay if you just have to beat up the eleven-year-old. Okay. Then you have to pull the gun on him too. The only way I do that is if you yeah. line me at the rib place. In you give me a give me a prediction, John. Do you, do you think Morant uh, is one of these guys that very quickly uh, we might he might just not be uh, a guy in the NBA anymore? There doesn't like our, seem to be any consequences to his actions. He's going to be like a Gilbert Arenas. He's going to do something stupid and get blackballed. Oh, uh, Gilbert league. Arenas, yeah. Great call, Ray. And the other reason why that this is true, yeah, his whole game relies on athleticism, and he's one ACL away from being Derrick Rose. Ooh. Mm. You can buy a D-Rose, you can buy a D-Rose and a Gilbert Arenas. A D-Rose on the, on the court and a Gilbert Arenas off the court, you might be looking at John Morant's story. Did we just come up with our we own? We just 30 solved for 30? it. We just solved it. Yeah, thirty for thirty. Let's just send an, a, a your welcome letter to that eleven year old who's we just uh, basically got back at him for him. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, off the off the sports field, we have a couple of doozies from the post. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, uh, this time. one is. Um, I'm just gonna read it. I'm not gonna really tell you what it is. I'm just gonna read the quotes, and you can guess, and then we'll describe it. Quote: Nick and Charlie, written by Alice Osmond. Begins with two early teen boys stealing wine from their parents and then proceeding to experiment sexually with one another. The book was on the stand. I'd like to read you a page. Knox said at the school board meeting, according to a video posted by the Maine Wire, this is in Maine. Knox proceeded to read, quote, my back over his hips. I asked if he should, I asked if he should take his clothes off. He was saying yes before I finished my sentence. He's pulling off my shirt. Laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I reach into his bedside drawer for a condom. This boy's father goes on to say, Adam proceeded to blast the book Gender Queer, quote, which also shows sexually explicit depictions of two minors. The age... How do you say that, Ray? Fucking no. The age adversary in this book uh, for 18 years or older. Advisory. Thank you. Uh, uh, so just to, just to give a little, uh, backstory here, this was a story, uh, about an 11 year old who found a book in a school library about apparently some, uh, some gay love scenes, uh, between men and, uh, announced it to the crowd that he was in and his father, uh, was not, uh, was not approved, was not approving of this. He went on to say, quote, this is bullshit. Adam said the father, <laughs> Quote, we don't need to be having literature that is showing boys how to suck dick. <laughs> uh, you can't see that on the internet. Nope. I mean, I mean. Uh, all the way up. I was, <laughs> the, story, <laughs> the story, I knew where it was going, the story, like reading it. So I was like kind of giving the whole way through. But then when I got to the, we don't need to be having literature that is showing boys how to suck dick. That one got me. I laughed out loud. I don't laugh at a, great at a lot of end. things. You know what else is great about it too? The word of the week, queer, is in it too. That's right. That's right. We the don't book, say that enough nowadays. No, yeah, the book I, is called uh, Gender Queer. queer. 
I I'm willing to bet that this book probably has some wholesome meaning. Uh, if you read the whole fucking thing that comes through and I don't you know, you get accept past everybody one. for what they are, but you can't get back sucking dick. <laughs> no. Chapter one, sucking dick. Chapter one, we don't need a literature teaching out of kids and suck dick. <laughs> I wonder how the book does end. You're 11. Well, it says, well, Bobby, uh, eight, it well, Bobby, says maybe 18 plus. I'm going to go to this library Am- and check it out. The, no, 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 no. If it's on the Amazon uh, book list, you might yeah, see one on your doorsteps. On there, yeah. Both of yours. We should start Dude. a book club and should start with genderqueer. And then we <laughs> yep. come on here on the new segment. Look <laughs> at the PDF. Ooh, new segment book club. <laughs> new segment book club. <laughs> we'll start with Dr. Seuss, right? I got it right here. Where is it? We were going to make Grant read it. It was going to be funny. Very hard, actually. Okay, uh, I don't have the next two. Uh, there's a couple written. Um, I didn't. I didn't put in here. So, uh, do either of you have them, Bob? Do you have the uh, the cat one? Well, the what the cat one was was this woman was getting evicted. So, as a woman in New Jersey, is um, she was getting evicted from her house, and so essentially she just set set the house on fire and blew it up with her and all of her cats and her hoarding material. So it was a simple mind, a glorious death. <laughs> that's a really elegant way to describe it uh, that's a really elegant way to end the show uh, while Ray looks confused Ooh. on his phone no I was looking for the other one Jalen Carter the kid that was going to be a top 10 pick mm-hmm. the NFL okay. pick that was the other one that we had that was uh, was he drag racing or a passenger uh, two people got murder, uh, killed and he fleed and now his life is over yeah that was that's way less elegant than uh, the bombing your way out with your Fucking cats. Your felines. Your 12 cats. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Peter, the pussies. This has been Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, Friday Rewind, March 3rd. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I got to go say Princess Peach. <laughs> Oh, good. Looks like Raymond hasn't paid his... Uh... <laughs> Hello? It's got all work. <laughs> Did you lose a bet that I forgot about? <laughs> no, I just got to work. Got a work meeting. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone came... Uh... It looks like you got the extra, the extra mushroom. You're a large size today. Yeah, this is uh, this is like a European cut. It's well, clearly the speculation it. about him losing weight is far overblown. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> what the hell? What? Yeah, we'll we'll get to uh, room. How dare home. you make fun of my uh, work uniform? How dare you? It, I didn't say anything about the uniform. Oh. <laughs> what was what was the meeting about today? Uh, Princess Peach once again got captured, and I have to go through the uh, tunnels to save her. The poop pipes. I see. Yeah, and, and Yoshi Yoshi's uh, feeling under the weather because of the China virus. 
So, <laughs> and you're yeah, current, really fully committed to this. In your current condition, mm-hmm. what was it like getting through those pipes? Oh, I had to lather myself up in some bacon grease. Two pounds. So you say you had to clean. You had to clean some pipes. Mm-hmm. Tuesday Irene's. Well, thanks for committing, Ray. Uh, for anyone listening, not paying attention on the YouTube, uh, Ray is in his work outfit, uh, mm-hmm. full on Mario costume. He is a plumber, and that's what he does for work. Mm-hmm. He saves Princess Peach mm-hmm. and shovels shit. So, mm-hmm. thank you uh, for making the time for us today, Raymond. You're welcome. What do you say we start the show? The uh, Summer Sports Show, latest and greatest on uh, New England sports.